And if you don't slow down on your own, the car will slow down for you. See, I want my car to be able to tell my stomach's growling and pulling the Bojangles. (laughs) 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 So that brings us to healthcare. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Help Me With HIPAA podcast where HIPAA and humor collide to make learning fun. Your delightful hosts are Donna Grindle and David Sims. Relax, HIPAA help is on the way. Hello and welcome to the Help Me With HIPAA podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the internet of things. But before we do that, I want to let you know that my name is David Sims. I am with HIPAA for MSPs and joining me as always is Donna Grindle of Cardin Compliance. How's it going today, Donna? I'm feeling pretty good. So far? Yeah, well, so far, you know, I I know that I'm going to enjoy the weekend and I, and I just, you know, filling up about it. Oh, yeah, that's right. So it's uh, I know it's a holiday weekend for you. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's gone to the darkness. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So and, and next week, uh, we'll actually be spending some time in the same physical location. So that's going to be dangerous for people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll be attending a healthcare IT conference outside of Atlanta. Yeah, it's exciting. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, well, my, my, yeah, I, I guess I'm looking forward to seeing you. I don't care about seeing you. I'm looking forward to conference. <laughs> <laughs> but, and uh, we might even be doing some recording while we're there. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. So we'll take our microphone and jump in front of people and see what happens. Yeah, we'll 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 make that live as soon as we can get it fairly decently edited. Then, <laughs> so let's talk about the Internet of Things. This is something that's pretty fascinating, and and I think you know for people that are technology minded or in IT, this is not new. But for a lot of others that aren't paying attention to this, uh, it's really kind of taken the world by storm, and people don't even realize how much the internet is infiltrating their life. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today, about all the things that are connected to the internet and talking to each other and doing all these crazy, scary things and uh, and kind of almost is remnant of some of the sci-fi movies we watched in the 80s <laughs> that we, wow. thought, <laughs> we thought that the stuff was all never going to happen. And now we're finding out that in some in some ways, the machines are really taking over a lot of, of what we have come to know and love in life. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and ironically, it's, um, you know, a, lo- a lot of people don't even realize that the machines are doing things for them yet. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be interesting as it does. But the important thing is uh, know that we will bring this back around to HIPAA at the end. It's not just us having an opportunity to share some geeky stuff. So we will bring it around to HIPAA at the end because we're here to help you with HIPAA. <laughs> <laughs> so, but in the before we get to that, let's let the propeller spin, David. All right, let's do that. So one of the things that we know is that there are a lot of things out there now that are connected to the internet, but there are going to be billions more that's going to be connected to the internet actually in a short period of time, you know, by the year 2020, which is just around the corner. There's going to be so many more things that are connected to the internet and everything that connects to the internet (laughs) is also able to be accessed by other things on the internet, which is the dangerous part. 
Yeah, but the cool part is that the, all of these sensors will report back to a machine, and that machine is connected to the Internet that will share it with all the other machines, and the sensors can talk to multiple machines, and the sensors are everywhere. <laughs> but they do. I mean, they're, the some estimates say that it's going to be billions of these objects and sensors out there that are fully functional by 2020, and, you, you know... 2020 used to sound like a long time ago or ha ha ha, I have great vision. But as we sit here today, it's uh, not even five years from now. Yeah, I was watching a movie last night and they said that by the year 2010, California was supposed to have a massive earthquake and half of it was going to be in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, you never know, right? It didn't happen. The expectations were set, but we know that you see these devices everywhere and you're starting to learn. So the machines are all talking to each other and you hear the terms. You know, we all got used to smartphones and everybody has a smartphone now. Used to, it was just the nerds. And, uh, you know, as soon as the computers that could make phone calls came out, we got all excited. But now that has taken it to the next level. So we talk about smart cars and we talk about smart homes and everything is becoming smart and it's not just the things that you're thinking about now. I mean, I just bought a new car, and it's got more technology on it than even I could manage to get to in one day. So I'm so excited about all the stuff that I can do with the car and that right now I could turn on and make it start honking its horn and all kinds of stuff from my desk, but I don't think that would be a good idea. Um <laughs> But it's not just that kind of stuff, uh, being able to control your home and your car remotely. And when I'm in my car, all of the things that it senses about the environment and automatically does for me. But everybody's heard about, or most people I would believe at this point have heard about the Google cars that drive mm -hmm. themselves. And that's really what they're working on. And I was talking with one of the guys at a conference that you and I were at and he had been working in Silicon Valley working for a company that was across the street. It was LinkedIn is across the street from Google. And he was saying that it's not uncommon that you would be coming out in one of those little cars that just cut you off and take off and there's no driver. And it's the <laughs> weirdest thing ever. So when we get to that point, um, you know, me, I, I get excited about it because now I can do all these other things. But if I want to drive, I can. But trip times and travel times become something because the car is sensing things in front of it and it starts slowing down and it starts responding. So if it can figure out how to drive independently with all those sensors, imagine those sensors going in everything else. And then you get to some really cool stuff. So like, for example, we have a long list of ideas or, or things that are actually happening now. You just may not know about them or, you know, because, of course, like any other piece of technology, it comes out, it's really expensive. And then as it develops, it becomes less expensive. Mm -hmm. Some of it, not so much. I know that some of the uh, higher end smartphones have not gone down in price necessarily, but they've gone way up in value. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine things like, OK, well, I already have a smart TV. Do you have one, David? Uh, yes, I do have a smart TV. Everything I have is smart. <laughs> <laughs> have a smart dog. 
<laughs> and a smart uh, rear Mouth. end. Rear end. Yeah, there you go. Okay, okay. okay. You go to the other end. <laughs> <laughs> you can have smart TVs, but most of the time the TVs are are becoming, you know, well, we called them smart TVs because they could connect to the internet, but they're actually learning things. You know, the ones that the light changes based on what you're watching and all those kind of things, the backlighting. And so they're becoming smarter. And that's the thing that most people hear about. And light bulbs now becoming smarter. They'll, you know, it's not the dusted on stuff where it just notices it's dark. It'll, you know, at a certain time, it'll turn the light on, like the light in your room will come on slowly, like the sun's rising and it slowly wakes you up, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And smart thermostats where it detects, you know, it learns what you prefer and the temperatures you want at different times. You don't have to try to programming and it'll detect when there's motion and change things. Mm-hmm. And- I have. You're talking about the, the light bulb. I saw a, an app the other day. Uh, I, I know you use it. It's called uh, If Then Then That. Yeah. If and This I Then noticed, That. If t- if, yeah, that's what I said. So, I F T T T. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there was, a, there was a recipe in there where you could cause your lights to check the weather forecast. And if it was raining, then the lights would turn blue in your house. <laughs> yeah. It's cool stuff, man. So your your light bulbs can check the weather forecast. How crazy is that? I know. It, well, and other things too. Your fridge, uh, they're they're actually developing things for like sensors for the pantry and the fridge to detect when you need something and send like, hey, you need milk, pick it up on the way home. Or when you get into what it can happen in business, now you're really getting there. When you get outside the smart home, the smart home is what we can all relate to, but you get outside of that, it becomes really powerful. They're developing already, this is happening, that they put sensors in the concrete of a building or a structure. So the concrete is smart. Now, come on, smart concrete. (laughs) Come on. That's pretty awesome. But they put these sensors in there, and it detects if there's stress happening in areas, and it gives them ratings of those kind of things. It'll detect stress fractures happening down in the concrete, and you take that, and you put it even further, and you put it into a bridge. So now a bridge can detect things that may be going on and going wrong within the concrete structure, so those bridge failures that kill people, it could literally just be avoided if we had better concrete on the bridge. And, and you know, that's amazing. But then it takes it a step forward, forward, further. <laughs> and the sensors detect the temperature as well as if there's ice on the bridge. So now it sends a signal to your car that there's ice on the bridge and your car will tell you to slow down. There's ice on the bridge up ahead. And if you don't slow down on your own, the car will slow down for you. So I want my car to be able to tell my stomach's growling and pulling the Bojangles. <laughs> uh. So that brings us to healthcare. <laughs> oh, God. Let's, let's talk about how the internet of things is, has really affected healthcare. I know recently, you know, it's, Fitbit has made a big, um, a big ripple within healthcare because of its HIPAA compliance that it's uh, saying that it, it has now and, and what all it does and, and is able to do within healthcare. Well, yeah, because those things can send so many pieces of information. It tells you, you know, how many steps you've taken. Did you go up the stairs? Did you 
run or, or walk and they even have them now. I mean, you can wear them when you're swimming and it's pretty amazing what they've been able to do with those sensors as they've developed. And, and now you've got, you know, Apple's getting into it with Apple Health and Apple Watch where you can actually, this was kind of freaky, but cool at the same time is that you can, if you're connected with somebody. So let's say your significant other, you can uh, hit the, little apps and be able to hear their heart beating. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can see some. I, yeah. I just want to know that you're okay. Things. All right. Good. Okay. Why is your heart rate so high, honey? Yeah. Why, why are you out late? Yeah, and your go. heart rate's over a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Most people do that. Oh, that's cool that you would want to know that. And you're like, yeah, I want to know it. <laughs> <laughs> So, but the thing is, you take somebody like a heart condition and the ability to now monitor their heart, you know, and they've had these um, uh, halter monitors and things for years and years, but you wore it forever. You'd wear it for so many days and then you bring it in and they would plug it into a special machine and pull the information off of it. And if things happened in that time frame you, you were wearing it, they would have the data on it. But a lot of these things, you know, it happens randomly and they don't know what's triggering it. They can't diagnose things. So now I can wear these sensors that it's going to upload the information every day to my doctor's office until they can see what they're looking for or they can track what they're concerned about. Mm -hmm. And and I mean, like Ralph Lauren has developed a shirt that's got built into the weave of the shirt is biometric tracking. This It's designed for like tracking athletes uh, every move. So take the Fitbit and spread it all over every muscle in your upper body and let it track you. I mean, it's, it's able to detect, you know, the way your lungs are moving and your heartbeat. And it's amazing. They're putting these things into fabrics and every other thing so that they can now sense these things. And I thought one of the cool ones is that is uh it, you just kind of wrap it around a baby and and it monitors for all those things to alert you for Sid's death. So it could uh, really bring that down to something that we can actually monitor and control now. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And so there's very serious things that it does and people like that need to take medication and and somebody that's ill uh, elderly and, and we're now headed into the, uh, where the baby boomers are the, you know, are the largest part of the population is now aging. And so healthcare. Yes, you are. Yes. Shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. I want you to know I am the very last year of what many people say are the baby boomers. So it's a very hard place for me to be. I don't fit in anywhere. <laughs> But now that would that would happen no matter when you were born. <laughs> Thanks for that. So, so anyway, they're doing a lot of things <laughs> around caring for the elderly, and things like uh, there's all kinds of sensors they're doing to keep up of whether you've taken your medication because you know you skip the meds and now you got a problem, and you know, and then there's certainly cases where people are psychotic, and if they skip the meds, we could all be in trouble. Um, <laughs> so, you know, how many times do you hear about that? Or they were they had stopped taking their medication, 
And so they're doing things now where the pill bottles uh, send out reminders. So you have a special lid and it knows whether or not you've opened it and taken the pill. But the one that's really cool is it's an ingestible sensor that's powered by your stomach fluid. <laughs> it's getting crazy. I know. <laughs> I love it, though. You take the pill, and when you take the pill and it hits the acid in your stomach and starts to, that turns it on and lets it send out of your belly <laughs> a <laughs> notification that you actually took the pill. So that's taking it a big step forward to the, the ones where it, it could be a public health issue that they're not taking their meds, then you get notifications that they are taking them, and we know when they go off them. That would be really see a, cool. I could see a lot of guys really buying into that for um, for some of the medications that they make their um, girlfriends take. They, they, make, <laughs> they make their girlfriends take. I see. Make. All right. There you go. <laughs> you, you cross that line there. Good thing you're in the Carolinas. <laughs> but there's all kinds of things like, you know, they can soon, they'll be able to inject. It's almost like a robot that they can control remotely to send it to the tumor, to a cancer tumor, and let it go directly to the tumor and deliver whatever it is to kill it. I mean, that's hmm. awesome. So all of those kind of things, and then you add to it, let's take an Alzheimer patient where if you're not watching them, I mean, you you have the, I don't know what they call it, Maddie's Law is what they call it here for, it's just like when uh, the kids are abducted and they have the alerts that go out everywhere. They also have the alerts for the elderly because they wander off, they get lost in their own house. And so they put these sensors everywhere around the house and then you know, you don't have to worry, you know, did they forget to take their alert call thing and their tracking device because they lay it down? Well, the, the house will know where they are. So mm. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So let's so, tie, the, tie. The big question is, yeah, there you go. <laughs> the big question is, what does all this have to do with HIPAA and why does it matter? Well, what do you think, David? Or are you just going to throw think, that to me? I think. All this stuff, talking to each other over the internet, and I mean, it's, it's pulling your information, and it's sending information here, there, and everywhere else, and so there's going to have to be a way to protect that information, that privacy, you know, security, obviously, is going to be a key element of making all this happen. That's my answer. I think you are correct. Ding, ding, ding. You... <laughs> You win points that get you out of the doghouse. So um, the the big issue, though, is that security, like like a lot of technology, everybody gets excited about what it can do, and they don't worry about the security until the back end. And with a lot of these things, security is going to matter big because I can sense when certain things are in certain places and access that information, and I can know everything about your heart condition, and I could possibly even access a pacemaker or something. I mean, you're getting into some really gray, scary places. So from a HIPAA standpoint, 
security is going to need to be the first question you ask before you use or recommend the use of these things is how well is it secured and it's not oh don't worry about it kind of security because you know you're really getting into some very serious things and, and everybody already knows their information is just scattered about and they're uncomfortable with it. And now I would really be uncomfortable with, you know, knowing that anybody could hack into exactly how my heart's beating right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You started talking about life and death changes that somebody can make to you. Yeah. I mean, it, it's becoming more and more serious that we need to secure these things. And the answer is, oh, just don't do it. No, that's not going to work. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to learn the computer. I'm not going to use a smartphone. I'm not going to. The world is moving forward, whether you want to go or not. <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to happen because it's there. And, you know, this is the Mount Everest of, of, of our time is where can technology push us. And that's where we're going. So if you're sitting back right now and you're thinking security's no big deal, we're fine, we're small, or I think we got it because we got so-and-so, so I don't need to ask, uh, my guy handles it, and, and you're not doing these assessments and you're not asking the questions and you're not, you know, digging down deep into how things work and paying attention and asking the questions regularly, not just once a year, and asking the questions when you're implementing these things. So, yeah, now I have this device that will, you know, receive the information from the patient. It'll upload it into the EHR. Can anybody tell me how that's going to be secured? That should be part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And if you're not doing it, you're not going to catch up. It's not something where you can catch up quickly. You know, you can't just all of a sudden decide, well, today I'm going to be secured, but the last, you know, 15 years I haven't worried about it. You can't. It's not something overnight. Right. So that's a very interesting show for today. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things that are happening uh, with technology, but it's also a lot of scary stuff as well. And, and we have to be prudent and not just, you know, just invite these things into our lives without really taking a second look and, and thinking about how we're going to do this in a in a way that's proper and secured, especially when we, like you said, when you start bringing them into the healthcare environment. So that's our show for today. We thank you for listening and we hope you got a lot out of it. And we ask you as payment for listening to this show, you must go to iTunes and you must leave us a review. That's all we ask. Just go leave a review. And, uh, or you could just we share would... us with all of your social media. No, you, you have to do that too. That's not, okay. it's not a, it's not a, or okay. it's an and. It's an and. Okay. It's an and. You have to do that too. Yeah. So yeah, share us on social media. Um, go to our website, helpmewithhipa.com. We actually have a new format there in the podcast where we have some tweetable things already there for you. All you have to do is click on it and it'll put it right into your Twitter thing and you tweet it right out. So very cool stuff happening. So, and, uh, so don't forget to do that. And we appreciate you listening and we'll see you next time. And remember, and I hadn't forgot that. <laughs> and remember, HIPAA is not about compliance. It's about patient care. Is that what you want me to remember? <laughs> I was about to say that. And, you st- <laughs> and remember, <laughs> I was going to get to say it one time. Oh, shoot. Why don't you tell me? I'll let you say it. <laughs> You'll let me say it. I'll let you say it. Make me take. (laughs) I'll make you take and I'll let you say it. All right. (laughs)
I'm done with you. <laughs> You've been listening to the Help Me With HIPAA podcast, hosted by Donna Grendel and David Sims. The show created to help you with HIPAA. For more information or to ask us a question, visit our website at helpmewithhipaa.com. Neither Donna Grendel or David Sims are attorneys, and they do not offer binding legal advice concerning regulatory compliance. The information in this podcast should not be relied upon or construed as legal advice in any way. Consult your attorney for legal advice concerning compliance with HIPAA regulations.